Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Neil Smith, joined by Katie Smith. Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. We are in, I don't know, week four or five now of quarantine, and we both continue to get the question on a daily basis, what's it really like in New York City? So Katie, what's it really like in New York City? Right. So this really came about, well, I've had some people ask me when we're going to do another podcast. Um, And I have to say, like, even though it's been a month, I guess we should count the days. It's been at least 30 days, I would think, so Mm -hmm. far. Um, I have no track of time. I have no concept of time within this. Um, I mean, it feels like we've been here forever. And then it also feels like we've been here for two days doing this. And so with the quarantine, I feel like every day is Groundhog's Day. And mm-hmm. I, in some ways, I don't know what to share because there's a lot going on. And so it's hard to process. But then at the same time, there's nothing going on. So it feels like I have nothing to share. Um, and I'm a processor. Like it takes me a little while to think about things and really figure out how I feel about them. But it really came to a head yesterday when President Trump made some tweets about New York, New York, New York City and Governor Cuomo. And I just had enough. And so on my Facebook page, I said something, you know, that I'm not political at all. But these tweets are really infuriating. And I said something to the effect of if you really want to know what it's like in New York City, ask me, I'll tell you. Uh, but don't be deceived by this narrative that he's trying to spin. And I don't want to get this podcast political no. at all. No, we don't. Not at all. Um, but I do feel like there's a lot of false information and there's a narrative that's trying to be spread that I would like to shine some light on. So that's where that came from. So some people said, all right, so tell us. And I thought about writing it out and that just was not going to adequately, adequately convey what we're feeling. And so I was yeah. like, okay, so that's the next podcast. Yeah. So here we are. And and I think there's a lot going on in New York City that we're not fully aware of because we're literally quarantined in our apartment. Mm-hmm. We are experiencing a lot at our window. Uh, we're experiencing a lot just talking to our neighbors via WhatsApp and text messages. And right. um, we're experiencing like a lot of people watching the news and we're watching Governor Cuomo. We're watching the, the mayor. We wa- we're watching... Uh, the the White House uh, briefings and it's uh, so we're we're hearing a lot of different things and we are though experiencing in our building with our doormen with the people we're interacting with some really unique tensions um, and I I was watching Cuomo's uh, you know press conference yesterday and I mentioned afterwards I said oh he went off and so it, it got it got really interesting and i think there's just been um yeah it's 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 confusing to process you know as as we get through this and as we live in a bit of anxiety knowing how serious this is in our city and katie we we just and, and we've debated numbers a little bit but if i understand it right we've just surpassed ten thousand deaths right. here in new york city to compare that to 9-11 9-11 was less than 2500 deaths so the 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 level of devastation in this city um, is is massive, and on top of that, how many people have lost their jobs? How many people? Um, I mean, now they've just said too, you cannot go outside essentially without wearing a mask, and so it is. I just you know, Emory, our oldest, had not been outside for a month 
uh, if I understand, we're close to that. It, no, it, it's less than that. It was about three weeks, maybe. Yeah, it, it's a long time for a ten-year-old in a small apartment, right, to not be outside. And when we went outside, literally, there was one person I saw without a mask, and I thought about yelling at him, like, "What are you doing?" He was a runner, um, and yeah, that's that's our reality. Yeah. Just to clarify, there's been 8,893 deaths in New York City. Okay. Um, 10,000 in the state. Date, I believe. Yeah. So just to clarify that. But going back to just the feeling in the city, um, we had decided one of the reasons that we stayed inside for so long is because the apex was approaching. And that's what they were talking about for a long time, is that the apex is coming, we're going to hit the top of that curve. And so we wanted to do what we could to help alleviate that in some way, um, to help flatten it out to plateau and all of that. So that's why we stayed inside. Um, And, you know, we do live in a building. So anytime that we leave, we don't have a backyard. Um, We have to go in the elevator, which in our building, they've regulated it to just be one family at a time, which makes total sense. Um, And then we have to leave through our lobby and all that. So in a lot of ways, too, we were doing it to protect the other people in our building, not necessarily just ourselves, because we do have a lot of older people here that live in this building who've lived here for 40, 30, 40, 50 yeah. years. Yep. Um, I don't know about 50. I don't know if the building's quite that old. But no, our, our neighbors have lived here. I think it's actually 60 years old, 60? the building. Okay. And our neighbors have lived here over 40 years, is the longest I know of here right. on our floor. Yeah, yeah. And so I just think about those people as we're going in and out because, and Nils does have um, an immune, I don't know if I can't remember how. <laughs> Autoimmune disorder. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know why that word just left me for a second, but. So he has to be a little bit more careful. It's not as serious as some other people's issues, but you know we're protecting the people in our building, and um, that's why we stayed in for so long. And Emery is kind of quirky, and she, <laughs> yes. Shelby and I went out a couple of other times on walks, and she was like, "No, I'm good. I want to stay in." And so you know, like if she didn't really want to go, there was no point in forcing her. Today she wanted to, but anyway, that's beside the point. Um, after staying in for so long trying to help what we could with the apex, um, doing our part, even though it was small, we all have to do our part. Um, I went out to get dinner on Tuesday night and I picked a place that was a little bit further because one, I had seen it on Instagram and it looked really good and worth walking. But then also I hadn't been out walk for a walk in a while. So I just wanted to pick something far and just walk for a little while and to see what was going on. So the, overall feeling that I got when I came back home was sadness and a sense of loss because so many restaurants and businesses and everything were closed. I guess in my mind, I had thought that more were doing deliveries and carry out and all of that, but it really wasn't as much as I had thought or hoped. So when I was walking just to see businesses literally boarded up, you know, we came from uh, we lived in Houston at one point where when hurricanes would come, you would board up your, you know, place of business and your houses. And that's what some of the businesses have done. They've literally boarded it up and um, have the metal gates pulled down. And I just walked by, and I'm afraid I'm going to get a, a little bit emotional, but um, just um, like the restaurants that you know are not going to come back from this. 
and like the toy stores and the like bodegas and stuff like there is a sense of loss and a sense that those are people whose businesses were lost um whether they were owners of it or they worked there like there's a, a great sense of loss economically but then there's also a great sense of loss when you walk down the street and everybody's wearing a mask and everybody looks a little worried and a little bit scared and um now the line at the bar was pretty long so but honestly that's how people are dealing with things um but there's a sense of loss because at this point everybody's starting to know somebody who not just has it we all know people who have it and had it but people who have died because of it and with so many deaths there's a sense of loss in the whole community. Um, I know that you get on a call with about a hundred other pastors in the city. I know that you shared with me that, um, you know, sometimes some of them will, will break down because of all the loss that they're experiencing in their communities. Yeah. Well, and one of our clients here um, had to, you know, he wasn't available because he was doing a funeral or meeting with the family over Zoom because he couldn't meet with them face to face of a family. Uh, who lost their basically the patriarch uh, of their family, um, a, a member of his church, and so it is. It is very real. Uh, the the deaths are very real. The intensity is very real, um, and I, I would say too, one of the one of the beautiful things in this is every night. I think we shared about this before, but it's become more significant. We actually just got done with it every mm -hmm. night at seven o'clock. Uh, we open our windows and people go out on their balconies and everybody claps. Um, and they and they cheer for the the essential workers and and for the uh, the the workers you know at the hospitals and everyone who's doing everything they possibly can and it's been a beautiful coming together uh, in in many ways uh, just with our neighbors even though we're not talking to each other we're we're cheering together we're waving to each other um, and so it that's been probably one of the beautiful parts of the community, but it, it is Katie. I think, I don't know that I had to even process that of there, there will be a lot of loss of lives, but there will be a loss of generational businesses uh, that, that won't reopen. Um, there will be a loss of the energy that was in the city. It's not, New York won't ever be the same. No, it will. It's not going to die as a city. Uh, it will come back in a different way. Uh, you know, and realistically, New York's not was never the same after 9-11. Mm -hmm. And so um, this is going to be one of those moments here in the city that will shape the future in a very significant way. And we don't know uh, what that looks like. And um, there's a lot of opinions and, and guesses, but it's it's not like in a couple weeks. Um, now, we've just been told May 15th is, is already extended the, the quarantine, but it's not like come May 15th, everybody's just going to go back to work and it's going to get back to business as usual. Um, e even if that were the case, there will still have been over, you know, thousands of people's lives lost. Uh, the, the significance of that alone is massive. Um, but it, yeah, it's just on and on. And everybody's life here has been affected by this and not just small ways and in a lot of really big ways. And I think that's why 
um, Trump's tweets were so insensitive yesterday because he was basically saying you didn't need all this stuff that that you asked for like how dare you ask for all these beds you did, he didn't even use them and trying to spin this narrative and people buy into it that um, it's not as big of a deal as they made it they lied they lied about numbers they lied about ventilators all of that instead in my opinion a president should say look what New York City did you know these were the predictions these were the charts that the White House put out the CDC those were President Trump's people and you know we didn't make up these stats um, the new the people of New York have come together and they have quarantined themselves in frankly a different way than a lot of the rest of the country we don't have backyards you know like we can't just go walk around in our neighborhood because if we all walk around in our neighborhood that's millions of people on the street we don't have space for that we don't um, like I said, have the backyards. We don't all have cars that we can just drive around in. So there's a different level of quarantine that has had to happen here. And the people of New York City have stepped up and they have done it. And that's why, that's why things changed. And that's why the, the numbers changed. Not because somebody was lying about it. And I'll, I'll, I'll maybe carry on the conversation in that I, I, I am extra sensitive, um, to, to, to make this a political thing. And I, and I sure hope that you don't hear this as a political thing. And I think those of you that listen and have listened for a while know that, um, we, we are in our religious beliefs and other things, conservative by nature. And, um, and, and our, our governor, you know, if we're going to talk politics for a minute, has done a lot of things in, in the years that we, we haven't been big fans of, but I will say in this moment and in this season, um, it it feels like he has been the one to to step up um, and, and really try to make things work and and not make things uh, as political. But it is yeah, it's, it's not, heavy. It's not political because I mean he's the only one I'll listen to. Even our mayor, who's a Democrat, I stopped listening to his press conferences too, um, and I I stopped listening to his, and I've um, try not to listen to the White Houses too much because I do get like. I'm starting to take it personally, you know, and I know that I shouldn't. I know I should stay above that and um, just let them fight it out. But for some reason, like the other day, it just really hit me. Um, and it's not political at all. I don't care who you are. If you say those things that um, are insensitive to all of the loss that has been experienced here and try to create a narrative that benefits you, I don't care who you are, you know, like if my pastor or somebody I respected started, you know, doing that, um, it's just, it's not right. And I can see, um, and maybe that's why it's important to get our stories out. Um, because I can see people in other areas where they aren't as affected. And I will say yet, and hopefully it does not happen. Hopefully it's the same thing. Hopefully, you know, things won't escalate in your area because your community has stepped up and, and won't let it happen in quarantines. But I see people um, on Facebook and wherever else who are buying into this rhetoric that it's not that bad. It's just the flu. It's, you know, all of those things that I feel like 
people are trying to brainwash them into believing and they're actually believing it. And I think that's what's so hurtful is that um, like our country just needs love right now and understanding and some peace and that rallying together that I see here in New York City, but I don't feel from the rest of the country. And I would, I would have hoped that if one state or a group of states falls, that the rest of the country would rally together and pull them up and say, you know what, whatever you need, we're going to do it. And there have been a lot of people who've done that, but there have also been a lot of people who have not. And that's what's hurtful is that our country is not rallying the way that it usually does. When 9-11 happened, everybody rallied. Um, nobody blamed. That's not happening this time. This is a very big difference and there's a lot of blaming going on um, and I think that the whole thing from any side if it's not love if it's not peace if it's not help it's not right at this moment so that's what it's really like in New York <laughs> City <laughs> and so that's that's I thought I had like calmed down about it a little bit because yesterday I was really fired up and like yesterday yeah. I probably would have said some things that I would have regretted yeah. um, today I'm more sad and I didn't realize that until we started talking about it um, yeah and I yeah it's just it's a lot yep it's a lot of emotion and I'm still processing it and I don't know that I'll actually ever stop processing it yep. Um, because there's just so many layers to it, but I just know that, um, well, and, and we are in the middle of it. Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't, I think people perceive that we're on the other side. We're, we're right in the middle. And I think we, and even, I think, I think a lot of your emotions and my emotions and, um, are, we've been in our small apartment for a month and this does things to you mentally uh, and wears on you. And we've had to adapt to running a business and having multiple jobs and homeschooling kids and hearing all these things on the news and dealing with the anxiety and the fear. And, and that's just us who have it easy during this season because sure. we're not sick. We didn't lose, we didn't our, lose jobs. our jobs. Um, and, you and know, that... I mean, they, they talk about all the people here in the city who, who are now lost their jobs or dealing with anxiety, maybe have committed suicide and we don't even know yet. I mean, I think there's so much still to that that's going to process jobs that will maybe never come back you know i mean there's mm -hmm. there's so much we just don't know of what the next year will look like and so at this point and in this day um things in new york are pretty bad and really think, bad yeah and that's and the reality people have asked if we regret moving here you know now that something bad is happening and we don't have the freedom um to go out or, or live life the way we may have somewhere else, but I don't. You know, I love this city, and when you move here, you have to take it with the good and the bad, and you have to know that living in the largest city in the United States is going to come with some really interesting times, but I believe that God has us here for a reason. Um, we've, you know, been able to help our community in small ways that I will never publicize because that's we're not doing it for recognition um but i hope that we're able to continue to step up for our community and continue to be here because we are here and to believe that's by accident would be um yeah that would be that would be dumb you know to believe that we were here by accident so we have to know that we're here for this time and that we have um something that we can bring to 
our city and our community that we love. And while it will never be the same, I'm excited to be here for the time when we start to emerge from this and we can love each other um, in close proximity again and we can um, start to laugh with each other again and start to um, build the city back up. Um, and one thing that we did in our window, and if you follow us, follow me on Instagram, you know that we, the girls and I made a sign that says, um, you are loved, and we put it in our window. And we just hope that um, somebody who's having a hard time can look at that and know um, that they are loved. And even though we can't say it to them, and we may, may never know who sees the sign, we hope that um, that people see it and know that there are people out there and a God out there that, that loves them, even though we're going through really hard times. Yep. And we have seen a lot of people stop and take pictures on the sidewalk. And so we know, we know <laughs> it's seen. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that, that's our reality. We'll, we'll leave it at that and mm -hmm. we will continue to, uh, stay engaged here and, and, and continue to share this story and document this story because a lot, so much of this podcast is for our kids and, and for our kids to listen to 20 years, 30 years from now um, and, like and remember capsule. like a time capsule. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's so a lot of this, uh, to be honest, is selfish. And <laughs> um, and so this is this is our reality that we'll continue to share with you and, and share with our kids in 20 years. And. Um, if you want to stay up to date with us on a day-to-day -day basis, the best way is, is with Katie on Instagram. Uh, her Instagram account is at coming to NYC and, and I'll keep updating it more and more. Yep. <laughs> and she will update it, uh, as she feels like it. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I think we have to, we have to maintain our sanity over everything else. Yeah. And, and there if, are days when you feel like sharing everything and there's days when, you know, I've dealt with some anxiety and depression, um, through this because, there's a sense of loss with a lot of things, a lot of things, and it's a lot to process. Yep. All right. Well, we will talk to you on the next episode.